1: Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome
2: to the family.
3: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Network. As the number
1: one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all, every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia Media is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.
4: Wherever and whenever you're watching this, this is Axom so on a Friday in the Friday Bulletin, which means, as always, my name is Laura Bradburn. I'm joined by Tony Haggerty. How you doing, Tony?
5: I'm very well. As you can see, I'm channeling my inner Russell Boyce today with the Adidas tracky. All right, so yeah.
4: Working all the better for it, I have to say. Fantastic.
5: Thanks. That's very kind. Nice. I've uh, been in the day after last night, isn't it? So <laughs> mm. entirely
4: appropriate, always mm. appropriate. And we're also joined by Jim Orr. How you doing, Jim?
2: Good afternoon, Laura.
4: Yes, it's been uh, it's been another big week in Celtic uh, in the Celtic world. I have to say, uh, not so great a result against Livingston, obviously, but followed up by a, a, a more than satisfying win against Varos, and we will get into both as the show goes on. Thanks everybody for joining us. Wherever you're watching, don't forget to like and subscribe on the YouTube channel to get more coverage from us. Um, Jim, I'll come to you first. Um. That Livingston match last Sunday, one of those uh hitting your head against a brick wall matches for me. How did you how did your assessment of it go
2: last Saturday? Laura, just to last correct Saturday, you, there.
4: apologies, um, apologies, they're all, they're
2: all merging into um, one. It's a, a shambles today. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I think if we were having if, if we were on yesterday, night, we'd be having a different conversation. I think last night got us a bit more upbeat. Uh, in terms of Livingston, I kind of There's a few kind of comments last week. I was a wee bit negative, I think, towards the St. Johnson game. It's all about opinions at the end of the day. Uh, I'm a big fan of Ange. I think he's done a marvellous job uh, on his own in the main. And he's got us into a a position where we've got a real chance of winning this league. And I think expectations have been raised by the big chap. I think it's fair to criticise him. You know, where there's instances where you think, why did he do this? Why did he do that? And, you know, this... (laughs) This time last week you know, the talk was we beat lovely tomorrow we go top of the league Your main rivals their bottles crashing and all that stuff our bottles crashed last Saturday I felt uh, I know there's a long way to go in the league I know we're well in it but it just kind of felt a wee bit as a significant weekend last week I think in terms of our poor performance and, and our major rivals had a, a very good win a very good performance over at Firth Park so you know, as I've said I've said before one goal can change a game, one game can change a season. It just felt a wee bit significant last, last week. In terms of living in the game, wrong team, wrong tactics, poor choice of penalty taker. I said after this in Johnson game, people were using words like composed and patient and in control. And, and they were looking at that as a, as a kind of good thing. I thought it was a bad thing because we had so much possession. You know, we did nothing with the possession, lots of possession for possession's sake, no purpose, no penetration. Lack of intensity, we took 20 passes when three or four might have done. And it was just dead frustrating against St. Johnson. And I, t- I texted at time to the Axon Posse last Saturday at time. This is St. Johnson mark two. It's the exact same game that we were playing. And basically, uh, St. Johnson were really effective, horrible to watch, but dead effective. They made two mistakes and we scored two goals. Livingston made one mistake and we missed the penalty. And that was the difference between the games, as far as I was concerned. We didn't test the Livingston goalkeeper in the same way we didn't test the St. Johnson goalkeeper. Uh, why he changed the team from the Hibs game, I'll never know. Uh, I mean, Abada did well last night, but again, he's brought Abada in to play that invisible right-winger role. Uh, he had Kyogo as the invisible right-winger against St. Johnson, because again, we're all saying, where's Tony? Never get the ball they're looking for Tony Rawlson to do something. I said last week, you have to give Mikey Johnson you know, nine or ten games in the team to assess whether you know, we think he's going to make it or not. I thought he played well against Hibs and then he's dropped for the game last Saturday. He's brought on with 15-20 minutes to go to try and save the game. Kyogo's on the bench. <laughs> you know, if Kyogo's fit, Kyogo plays. Has to play. Uh, defensive midfield player, Beton. You know, Beaton played well, but we don't need a defensive midfield player against Livingston last week. Uh, the penalty... Again, I think the penalty's been well talked about all week. And uh, I think most people used to run kids' teams and boys' clubs, etc. And basically, if the guy's taking the penalties and scoring the penalties, just keep on going. If he misses one, then you give him a decision to make. Do you want to keep doing it? Or do you give it to someone else? So I didn't have an issue with the fact that Yakimakis is now the penalty taker. And the fans said, this is what happens and that's what should happen. Because what if, you know, Juranovic took it and missed it? After Ange's telling him Yakimaki should take it, what I don't understand, what I find absolutely baffling, is why you'd make your regular penalty taker somebody who's not a regular player. You know, so mm-hmm. if if, if Ange is going to stick rigidly to that fourth DC, Yakiyama is a sub. So for me, your regular penalty taker has to be somebody who's a first starter, and I've said before, a forward, preferably something like Kyogo or Yota or even Turnbull or Carter Vickers or Miguel, or even or even or even Joe Hart. If they're a regular player in the team and that's what you do. And to have a to make somebody who's not a regular player, you know, regular penalty taker, so you think he's going to come on games maybe 10-15 minutes ago and then be faced with that again. So I found that baffling, totally baffling. And I think I think Livingston are laughing at us. Basically, when they play in a stadium, as I said before they wouldn't be a place in a Walt Disney film. They play in a plastic pitch. They've got players from the lower league earning buttons compared to our players. The manager was in the jail not that long ago. And we played them twice and haven't laid a glove on them. You know, that's not embarrassing. I don't know what is. So, so last Saturday was, you know, was a terrible day at the office and, and we've lost too many points as it is. You know, that's us lost 13 points and we've got three quarters of the season to go. So, so, so that can't happen again. Can't happen again. Last night was great. I know I'm saying... <laughs> you know, kind of monger here. But you said, What do you think of the game last week, Jim? That's what I thought of the game last week. I'll be more positive about last night. But we can't have that again. We really can't have that. And I watched the game at Firth Park on Sunday, and they were ruthless and they were relentless and, and you know, and they found another striker. So they've got options up front. We've got such an overdependence in Kyogo. And if Kyogo's injured, we start struggling. Roger's injured, and we're saying <laughs> That's significant, you know, weeks ago we were winning the board, but now Roderick's a key guy. Yeah. So Roderick's out, like,
0: ooh,
2: we're all a bit worried. If Yoga's if, if out, we're worried. McGregor's out, he's worried. So, you know, up until last Friday, things were going really well, but I just have a wee feeling that maybe, maybe last weekend that may be significant. Hopefully, not like finishing the positive. Hopefully, not.
4: <laughs> and we'll that's my on- rant
2: over for the week. Sorry, bye. <laughs>
4: <laughs> we'll get on to the positives of last night in due course, but obviously. Being the Friday Club, we've still got some stuff to go over from during the week. Tony, I'm sure you'll have spoken about it on Monday. But before we get into that, just want to say congratulations on the news that you shared on Twitter. You're of a course now going full time from Monday with the Celtic Way, which uh, anybody watching, if you want to um, read a bit more of Tony's uh, fantastic writing, I have to say. And I'm not just saying that because he's a mate. I'm saying it because it's true and it has been since... Long before I you can subscribe to the CelticWay.co.uk. Uh, one pound for two months, as you can see on the screen there. But Tony, I'll come That's to you.
5: Kind, thank you very much, and to everybody that got in touch over Twitter and Facebook and through this, uh, thanks a lot for your kind words, really appreciated. Always, very I, also think,
2: I also think it's fantastic, and he's no mate, so <laughs>
5: <laughs> always very humbling to be fair. So, yeah, thank you, everybody, appreciate it.
4: And we'll leave that from Jim hanging in the air and move on. We'll move on <laughs> swiftly. Um, Tony, the the game last week, Jim brought up an interesting point when he was talking about it. There, you know, we talked about the St Johnston match. Talked about Livingston. Mm. Jim said it was effective. There was other people calling it anti football. My personal feeling on it is, whoever you are as a club, whoever you are as a team, you do what you feel you need to do to get the points. Yeah. Surely it's up to Celtic to. Uh, overcome what some people might call that anti-football and break it down
5: Yeah, I I, I agree I subscribe to a lot of what Jim said there uh, you know, Livingston have taken four points at six off Celtic this season they are kind of laughing because they know when, they, when Celtic play them they're not going to change or certainly Ange isn't going to change so it is up to Celtic to you know, to find a way to combat that rigid defensive system that they use in fair play to them you know the difference is, the reason why they didn't win one now against Celtic on Saturday is because they didn't create a chance. They created a chance in the Tony Macaroni and scored it, you know. And then people were saying that they might have had a penalty. So it could have gone the other way as well, the, a penalty decision. So, you know, and and for the life of me, I can't understand uh, the switch up in the system either, why Kyogo wasn't playing. They blew Hibs away in 30 minutes of football at Easter Road. And then it was a question of people saying that how many... And then when Hub scored, it was kind of okay, right? Game management, but sort out pretty comfortably. You know, I I I agree with him. Matt. if Kyogo's fit, he plays, right? This rotation and Claudio, Jan, Ranieri, Tinker, the thing that andrew has got going. Easy for me to say, easy
3: you know.
5: Say, you know, it's frustrating the life out of the Celtic supporters. You know, if you're talking about the Livingston game, but as I said to you off-air before we came on, this team continues to frustrate their living daylights out of you and delight at the same time. If you take Livingston in isolation in last night, you know, so it's going to be that kind of season. And it's going to be that kind of season because of the manager's tactics and formations and the way he's rotating the players. We accept that. But as Jim says, we're in with a fighting chance, more than a fighting chance of winning this league but we have to stop dropping stupid points. But And then last night, again, the flip side of that, we played superbly well. And to borrow Jim's analogy, Jim said that in order to win football matches, you need every player being a seven and an eight. Mm. The start of 11 last night were seven and eights, Jim. I'm sure he would agree. Yes, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Last night, yeah. yeah, Every player was a seven or an
2: eight.
5: Even a badder. Yeah. Which is, yeah, even a badder, which is why we won that game. But, there were still two moments in the game where we put ourselves under pressure and did mm. silly things, and there was also a moment where I spoke to you off air about you know the fine margins when Kyogo's going through. The guy makes a great defensive clearance, but small things. If that goes in, it's four one. You're cruising, you know. So you need to marry these things. Complete that. That's maybe a nitpick, but I say to you, if Henrik Larson's going through and he chips it like that, it goes in the net, doesn't it? And yeah. I know the boy made a tremendous clearance, but. When I looked at it, Kyobe didn't hit it as hard as maybe he could have. And Jim, we were speaking about it last week about chances converting, you know, they score 3 2, 5 minutes to go. They weren't that great that they put you under pressure for that, the whole of that 5 or 6 minutes. But had that been a, a goal by Betis, you know, to make it 3 2, you would have had 6 minutes of a total bombardment and you'd probably have run 3 each. You know, so there's there's real positives about last night—the fact that they saw it out, they scored three three beautiful football goals, three cracking football goals. You know, conceded two off their own back by mistakes. I mean, one by Abada, and another one by Mikey Johnson. So, as I say, frustration and delight with Celtic, and that's the way it's going to be. I think this season, here's hoping it's more of the latter as opposed to the former.
4: Well, moving on to the the delight of last night for for a bit, um, Jim. What about last night was it do you think that was so different to, to last weekend against Livingston? What were we doing differently, or was it just the opposition that we were up against that allowed us those chances?
2: I think the latter of them. I thought after the first game, I was a bit disappointed. I thought we played really well in the first game. I just, just to echo the point Tony made, we weren't as ruthless in the first game. And I just had a wee, again, sneaky negative feeling that that may come back to haunt us the fact that we didn't, you know, maybe score four to five and then that would have guaranteed that third place in the mighty conference. And uh, and I thought the other two teams in the group would have been a bit, bit too much for us in, in terms of getting that second place. But but both games last night has given us a lot of hope. Uh, certainly going away from home and scoring three goals and and, and been playing really well and then Betis getting absolutely horsed over there, which means that you know, if the results can kind of go away in the next game, it could be... A brilliant night at Celtic Park in a few weeks' time under the disco lights. So, who knows what may happen. In terms of the game, we have to find a way to break down teams who put men behind the ball. And to me, you do that by playing two wide players who take players on. You know, So, if you play, and I'm not having to go at a bad or a kill, it's just if you play them wide in the right, they're not going to take players on. You're not going to get to the byline. And what I found a bit weird last night, even when we brought Mikey Johnson on, he never once went to the byline. Because I'm behind those goals and you're thinking... Come towards me, you know, and then cut it back. He kept cutting inside and knocking the ball back. So for me, I think you need to get to the byline. You need to turn players if you're trying to get through a packed defence. And we had a big chap in the centre, and he was he was very very quiet, but wasn't a lot of service to him I know there was loads of balls into the box. it weren't particularly of great quality, but I think you need to take players on and, and 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 get teams turning. We didn't turn Livingston last week. They they found it pretty straightforward. You know, and that's my concern if you know, if they can find it pretty straightforward, teams who have got better quality players than them in the Scottish League, they'll be thinking, Well, Flavison can do it, we can do it as well. Last night, Ferenc Varos maybe a wee bit like Hibbs, they came out, they wanted to win the game, and anyone does it against this Celtic team, they come in for a hard night. Because what we had, we had, we had two absolute quality players in Kyogo and Yota. And they didn't have those players. If they had those players, the chances are they'd have won the game. But Kyogo's is awareness. It's fantastic. Yota's ability to take players on. Shoot from distance was great. Uh, Kewo's pass to Abada Mm. was fantastic. And and a really good finish by Abada. And that, to me, confirms again that he's a striker or he's going to play just off the striker. He's never a winger and I want to Sundays. And he just finished that so calmly, just like a good striker would. So I think Ferenc-Varas had to win the game. They had to hang out and play them to their hands. Scoring the goal early. Was good as well, and then they equalise, and you think, "Oh no, here we go again." And I know how bad I made this, mate, but it was, it was dead unlucky in terms of the deflection it took. But good, good mental strength last night. You know it was poor mental strength against Livingston, but good mental strength to go there in their own patch, take the game to them, score the goal, looked fairly comfortable most of the night. Joe had one or two wee saves, they had a few shots from distance that didn't trouble us that much. Funny. John Hartson said something at the start of the second half I think they did a show, and he said something like oh, that will never trouble Joe Hart and the next thing he hit the bathroom distance and you're thinking <laughs> shut up John Hartson know you're talking about <laughs> so I thought, I thought we were fairly comfortable and as Tony said we could have made it 4-1 and it could have been any number you wanted after that we don't kill teams off when we're ahead I mean those two 6-0 games apart we've got the potential to kill teams off we've got goals all over the pitch we think we need to do that I thought Ferenice varrows in the first game looked
1: Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.
2: Okay, the first half, but once we get a grip of the game, they were a pretty order-looking team. And I thought the same last night, you know. So it wasn't a an away victory on the scale of Lazio, where you go, you know, to Italy and beat a real high quality team. We won away from home. That was the day we won away in Europe. It was great. It's good to watch. Uh, But the main stuff is is back in the Scottish Premier League. So we have to kind of take that kind of performance, and it's good to win because that builds confidence again. You want to take that, and and I heard Tony in Monday talking about that. That's the one and one came to a kind of crashing halt, you know, and that affects confidence, but hopefully last night, things have moved on, but to answer the question, I think Finnish Varas came out to us, that gave us the space, and we've got players that can exploit that space, and if they make a mistake, we'll pounce on them, you know, the guy made him mistake Abada, has got a bit of pace about him, pounces on them. did he pass a perfectly good pass to Kyogo, he had to turn round and, and adjust his body, but fantastic finish, Yota again, great move with Turnbull and Kyogo yep. and Yota for the goal so I think I think the key last night was they wanted to come out and if you want to come out we've got a chance my concern is when teams sit in and we need to find a way to beat that I think to beat that you have to play two out and out wingers to take players on at the moment that would be Forrest and Yota uh, to do that and, and just please Ange, mate don't play Kyogo or Abada-Wide because it, it plainly doesn't work mate you know
4: <laughs> Well, it's it's some interesting points that you raise there. I definitely agree with the fact that, you know, when players come out to play against us and and play their own brand of attacking football, that's when we were at our strengths. Um, Brown Warrior says it is difficult to turn uh, two banks of five sat on their own 18 yard box line, uh, the way Livingston were. Tony, that, that... did stick out to me last night. We are so potent on the counter attack.
0: Yeah, yeah.
4: When we have people that can pass and run like Jota, people who can finish like Kyogo. The problem does come when we're not facing that.
5: Yeah, 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 of course it does. But I'll give you another stat that was the 11th straight game in European away games at Celtic. scored first. We've only won yeah. three, we've only won three, right? So it's not really a problem scoring away from home. The problem has been holding on to it and winning. Yeah. you know. So, uh, but bit by bit, it's coming together because we are starting to score regularly against anybody in Europe away. You know, which is a good thing. So these are things that we have to build on, and you know that improves confidence levels too. At any level of football, Laura, if teams are going to sit in and play five and five, it's difficult. I don't care who you are, Livingston, bottom of the league team, whatever. You know that that's a difficult skill. To break that down, it almost becomes an art, chess game, and you know, you're know you moving pieces around and players around a, you know, a board, a football park, but you have to find a way, good teams find a way to break that down. you know. And if Celtic want to be a good team, as Jim says, that can't happen. Teams are now going to say, right, well, if we go out to play football against Celtic, they'll tear us apart. What do we do? We'll just sit in, we'll camp in, give them the ball, and they'll try and play around us, but they'll get fed up and You know, they won't be able to break us down if we just stand there rigid and don't move. And if you can drill your players and get them to do it, which David Martindale clearly has done twice, you know, you can do a number on them. So that's our frustration. That's when that comes in. Because that's the way teams are going to play against you. Livingston ain't going to be the first and last to do that to you this season. You know, you want to come out and go toe to tour, they'll rip you apart because they've got potency from middle to front. You know, but if you want to sit in and say and say to Celtic, come and break us down, that's that's where we struggle. You know, and, and that that's why fans are so up in arms about you know results like Livingston, because the potential is there. You know, they are. You know, a lot of fans think they're on. the verge just something special. It could be. You know, but it, you're not on the. Verge. And, I, and I made the point about the win and run. Well, it is about confidence. Still on a seven game unbeaten run, you know, one six and drew one, which is great. Because it could so easily have been seven at seven. And you, you if you go seven at seven, you you start to knock them down you you start to puff out your chest and say, Who is it this week? Dundee, right? We can beat Dundee, you know. And you start to get a not a conceit of yourself, but you start to get a wee swagger and a bit of kind of you know, you think to yourself, right, we can do this. You know, so last week was just the jolt that it gave you in terms of bringing you back down to earth with a real thud You know, and the insipidness of the performance. You know, you can accept that if you've bombarded that goalkeeper, you've hurt the post, you've hurt the bar, and it's just no your day. But that wasn't that wasn't the idea like that. And the frustration was that how could it go from battering Hibs in 30 minutes to Livingston to then producing a performance against... Uh, Ferdinand faros and an away tie in Europe you know all in the space of a week you know it's, it's, it just
2: baffles you I think also the fact I mean there was a comment that you said Laura I don't, I don't see the comments but two banks of five is difficult no it's not difficult basically if, if that's what we're accepting then we're in trouble basically because what we should be saying is every time every time it comes to Parkhead if you want to come and attack us we'll hammer you if you want to sit in we'll hammer you and yeah. the reason we'll hammer you is we're going to have quality crosses into the box now, I, mean, I don't want to refer back too much to the game at First Park last week but the quality of their crosses into the box was phenomenal I mean, yeah. James Tavernier maybe not be too good at the back but the quality of his, his crosses is unbelievably good we need guys who can cross balls into the box like that we need players who can take players on in the wing, get to the byline cross we need guys who can shoot with good accuracy for 20-30 yards we need bombard teams if you want to sit in, you're, then you're in trouble as well Night. We can't accept the fact that two banks of five is difficult, not no. for us, not against Livingston. If it was AC Milan came and did that, fair enough, this is going to be difficult. But if I play Livingston or St. Johnson or Ross County, and I think all those three games were exactly the same. If you back yeah. to the Ross County game, it was the Carter Vickers goal that could have mm-hmm. opened the floodgates a wee bit. But St. Johnson and Livingston was was a complete but, identical but Jim, game. If teams
5: aren't the intent in playing football, there is a... a there is a difficulty in that, you know what I mean? I know it shouldn't be, but there is. If they're no intent in moving, it, it, it's very hard, you know. And I know you, uh, I, I know that Celtic, on paper, should beat them, but if, if a team has no ambition and no intent in playing you, you know, you have to find a way. That's that's why the manager gets paid the money that he does and the players get paid the money they do. To find but, a way, be a good team, and good teams find a way. But, but that's what I'm saying. In terms of last Saturday...
2: Team, Sorry. Uh, in terms of last Saturday uh, There was no intensity To the game Right. We do that, you know, play along the back Play back to Joe Hart, play along that So you need to have higher intensity You don't need to play a defensive midfield player Irrespective of who he is at home against Livingston You need another offensive player in there You need to take more shots uh, On goal, get them in the box, see what happens You need to take players on The Yota did that, but I didn't do that you need better quality, crosses into the box. Ralphson's been fantastic this season, but maybe crossing's not his kind of major well, forte. You know, we've got a right back playing left back. He's never going to cross the ball into his left foot. So if you, if you add all those things together and you start doing all those kind of things, then two banks of five doesn't become the big problem it should be. I know it's difficult, no, but if you do no, all these no, things, no, then, and if you play no, Kyogo up front, maybe that'll give you a better chance as well. He's not talking about crossing.
5: I would dig out uh, Trent Alexander Arnold's cross the other night for the header for Diogo Jota. Uh, Yeah.
0: yeah.
5: Honest to goodness, it was just bang on the money. I mean, it was just a. a, And that's how you cross a ball as a fullback. Absolutely insane delivery, really was. It was. I mean, all, all the guy had to do was just let it hit off his head and go in the net. That's how you cross a football with intent and you break down. stubborn defence you know so uh, it's it can be done
2: and I think also that's what players have to work on so Tony Ralston he's he's new full year contract whatever so what you want to do Tony is get better at this this and this you work on that in the training pitch and Ange will be great for that but what I'm saying is is I think the quality of the crosses into the box if I'm putting a right back at left back you're not going to get a lot of quality into the box I don't think
5: I've always said Jim if you're going to work on deficiencies in your game then Take a hundred balls after training and cross them in to somebody's head till it becomes second nature. Yep. You know, David Beckham took three kicks after training a hundred, three kicks after training till so it became second nature. So if you're going to get service like that, if Ralston gets down the line so many times, then that's something he has to work on. But surely Ralston should see that himself and say, you know what, I'm going to stay behind, I'm going to cross till it becomes second nature. And I'm putting it in somebody's head and I'm putting it into an area. where where players can attack it. You know, because I think 40 crosses they put in against Livingston, didn't they? Something Mm -hmm. like 40. And uh, nobody was anywhere near them. So, again, as you say, it's that lack of quality when you get to that area of the pitch. So how do you get better? You work at it. You know, I'd say to Joranovic as well, even if it's not natural, I'd say to him, if you're going to play there, start practising crossing with your left foot. Because it is an outlet. It is, you know, you can... Score from it, it's an asset. So, if you've got guys like, Aniva and even Jota and Forrest and any and Abada, you know, say to them all, right, guys, this is the way we are going to play. You know, it's up to you to get that. <laughs>
4: I think, I think the problem we have with that, though, is you, know, you look back at the, the classic teams that we've had where crossing was a major arse- part of an arsenal. The, the Martin O'Neill team had Agat and Thompson crossing in, but they also had people in the middle who could header a ball. They had Sutton, they had Larson, they had Hartson. My only concern with crossing a ball in is who do we have apart from the centre-backs who's an aerial threat? We thought Yakimakis might be that because of the way he's built, but he's not showing that so far. Um, Furahashi's certainly not going to be that Um, I wouldn't think Jota or or Abada coming in at the back post is going to be that, so that's another issue as far as that's concerned
5: Don't need to be on somebody's head Laura though you know, so yeah. we we'll are just so- talking about working on movement as well, because Kyoga's not the, the tallest so there has to be somewhere that you can <laughs> work on things and say right, okay Near post runs, back post runs, or whatever. I mean, how many times did Larson get in front of his marker from a cross ball? It's mm. like well, You know, it's just, it's, it was, and it became second nature where the ball was fizzled across and you expected Larson to get his toe on or Sutton or someone, you know. Low or high, either Sutton was running it in there, Hartson was running it in there, or Hartson, Sutton and Larson were, were flicking it into the net, you know. So,
2: it doesn't have to be high. Basically, no, no. What, one of the goals at fourth part last week, Travani just fires it in about head height, and the guy yeah. gets the ball and scores the goal. The point I was trying to make was that if I'm if I'm the Livingston yeah. manager, and I think he's done a marvelous job, David Martin, fantastic job he's done. And I'm playing Celtic. I'm thinking, well, eh, Abad is on that wing. He's not going to take you on. He's going to give it to Rawson. Rawson's going to cross the ball. He's not that good at crossing the ball. We're okay there. They're playing your on the left hand side. He's not got a left foot. He's not going to cross the ball either. So, so bit by bit you start saying, well that's not a threat that's not a threat give them the ball at the back let's start fielding Carter Vickers pass the ball for fun who cares it doesn't matter to us we've got a game plan and we'll do this and the point you made Tony there is you know, if you can't do something you try to get better it may get to the point is that you can't get better and therefore you have to bring in somebody else who is yeah, better so, so we're, 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 we're currently playing with, with, with no natural left back that's an issue the left back is, is, is not that tall so he's not going to be that effective in trying to defend set pieces. So that's, that's that's just a fact, as it is, you know. The major rivals are all big players. You know, they're going to be more effective at both ends of the pitch. So these are things that you have to accept you know, that you may not mm-hmm. be able to change. It's just the way it is until we actually do change it. Well, and that's could, the point could, I'm trying to make. Bit, can effect, the... You can't affect it. You can't affect it. You know, you, you you can
5: accept things, but you can't affect it and, and make those changes, Jim,
2: No. I accept that, but what I'm trying to say is that in terms of what would I expect watching that Celtic team last week, I'm not expecting great quality crosses in from uh, from Ralston. I'm not expecting Abada to get to the byline to take people on. I'm not expecting Juranovic to put over, over, over good crosses from the left-hand side. So straight away, there's a number of things that I know yeah. is not going to happen. So my point <laughs> is that I'd like to see those things happen. So as you say, Tony has to be better at those crosses or we bring someone else in. Abad I I can't play in the wing. Forrest has to play in the wing because the point about putting balls into the box, you said, Tony, it's not about just putting high balls into the box. get to the byline and you cut the ball back. We don't do that hardly. I was going to speak do that enough. We hardly do that. Never mind enough. Yota's our guy. Yota's the guy who his head up. He goes at players. That's what all the threat is. There's not a lot of threat down that right-hand side. And if you're a Livingston or a St. Johnson and you're putting a game plan together, you're going to work on that because basically they're yeah. not your weaknesses, but, but they're not your strengths. And what we but have to do is whole, have a team full of strengths. That's the most dangerous one to defend though, the cutback, the low cutback. Correct. You know, somebody,
5: somebody running in. So that's what I'm saying. That you can affect that. You can work on something like that. You know, and, and a, surely Ralston, and Juranovic, Jota and Abada could, could play a low cutback and you know, but then you ask the question
2: I mean The point yeah, I made yeah. earlier Was basically Mikey Johnson comes on And not once Not once Did he hit the byline Now is yeah. that Mikey Johnson's choice Or is that what Andy's telling him Don't hit the byline Keep the ball moving inside Look for a shot and go I don't know whose choice that is yeah. but It was incredibly frustrating To watch last week they are going bonkers You know Get oh, to yeah. the line Cut it back We've got the big chap In the middle And in fact The last 20 minutes or so We did go two up front We did go to Kyogo eh, Giamakis up front So we had guys in the box Get to the line Cut the ball back And that was why you can tell my voice. That was quite a frustrating game <laughs> last week because there was so many things. Because when a team yeah. wins a games, you can't have a go at the manager because all you can get is three points. And if you get three points, no matter what you think, you should have played this, this guy or that guy, I've got the three points. Talk to the hand, right? Yeah. If you don't get the three points, you then start to analyse, why didn't you get the three points? What are all the things that you could have changed that may have given you a better chance to get the three points? And I thought there was... Tons and tons of things in the Livingston game that he could should have done, and that's fair comment, John. As you said earlier, you you can
5: start to analyse and criticise now.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: You know because yeah. yeah.
2: uh, that that last week was unacceptable. Correct.
4: Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Last, last we're agreeing. Week, last week was unacceptable. Last night, know,
2: mate, we're so agreeing.
4: <laughs> <laughs> last last week was unacceptable. Last night was more than acceptable. Of course. I, I think. Uh, I think we had, aye, aye. And, and Tony, I'll, I'll come to you first on last night. Um, I, I didn't realise how important the European games were for me until I saw us playing well in it. You know, everybody, it is a bonus. I get that. The league is a priority. But what we've guaranteed with guaranteed football after January, surely is something to entice signings in January with, a bit of European football, whether as it comes on a strap line in the Europa League or whether it comes in the conference, it's still European football of, of some nature to, to attract people, is it not?
5: Oh, I a doubt. That's a big carrot for guys coming in January. But I've said before, why can't Celtic be competitive, fiercely competitive in both fronts, the league and Europe? That's that's how we've made our reputation, we've carved our name. No, both of those arenas, you know, and I, and I said at the start, when the the draw was made for the group, I said, have a rip at it. You've now got two games where you can have a rip at it and you're, you know, your fate's in your own hands. You know, and I I wrote on a Celtic way last night and I told you this off air. I said, European football bonus, yeah, of course, but that's an extended run beyond Christmas and it's came calling. So, we don't want it to be a conference call. We want to stay in the Europa League, so we want, you know, so we have to go out and get two good results that will secure that beat Betis and then go and get something from Bayer Leverkusen. Is it beyond them? I don't think so, you know. But if, if they play like last night, it's certainly not beyond them. Play like the way they did against Livingston, against Betis, or Leverkusen, then you will come across. But but it's it's in them. That's what's frustrating you know these kind of performances are in them and they can dredge them out every now and again because, as we've noticed this season, for bits of games, Celtic have been pretty irresistible.
3: Mm-hmm. Talking about the first half
5: hour in Bates, the first half an hour against Hibs, you know, St done Dundee, fine. you know, the 6-0 games, you know, so, and, and against Hearts in the 3-2 in the League Cup, and you know, so for, like, half an hour in various games this season... Chelsea have been really really good you know they've hit those heights that we're expecting and now we're getting more and more players back you know three substitutions last night three followers for three follower thinking players you know so bit by bit it's coming together you know but when when you are given the chance now you need to contribute that's the big thing you know last night you go back to it, every start, every player start started was seven or eight then we brought on the players for the last 20 minutes you know, and the levels dropped, I get that. But, you know, Jack is Mikey Johnson and uh, Forrest, they didn't contribute much, did they? And that's, no, a, big, no. that's a big 20 minutes. And, and thankfully, they saw out the game. But, you know, you're looking for something in those 20 minutes from those three players, you know, to shore it up, to do I mean, Mikey Johnson contributed to the second goal by giving the ball away. You know, and as Jim said, is that, well, what's his instructions? What's he been told? You know, if that's me, I would be thinking, I'm going that way. Just run the clock down, run, get us up, you know, territorial advantage. And, you know, out of the three of them, Jakimakis was maybe the one that kind of tried to hold it up and jostled and bustled around and did what a big striker does.
4: I, you I think you're exactly right there. I think Jakimakis had very clear instructions to make sure the ball stayed away from our yeah. goal as much as yeah. possible. And he did that, yeah.
5: Right. And the two wide players should have been given the same instructions. But as Jim's already alluded to, what were they doing? Because you know they weren't taking it for walks, weren't taking it for runs. You know, you know. He, he, I mean, he made the substitutions great, but there was still twenty minutes in that game to go. And I know they were three-one up and looking very comfortable, but it took that goal in the last five minutes to give you a five-minute nerve shredder. But thankfully, they never created much. You know, but had they scored, you know, seventy-five minutes. I don't know if Celtic would have sought out with those three players in offence, you know, and in the attack. So I know that's ifs and buts and it didn't happen, but, you know, you, you have to, you have to sort of say, right, there's good things and amongst some other things that need tweaked and worked. Mm-hmm. And as Jim says, we, we could do them better. You can always strive to do better. But back to your original point, the, the fact that we're in European football after Christmas is great. And that is a that is something that you can offer players coming, you know, and some of those players are allegedly ones from the J League that Ange knows a left back Rio Hitati has been mentioned, you know, Dyson Maida, a striker. So if these are the kind of players you targeting, then you know they're coming in to contribute and goes, you know, Jim's favourite phrase, first team ready. You know, so that that's always that's always a winner. That that's good. So but I think I think we have to accentuate the positives with the fact that we're going to be in some form of European competition after Christmas. You know, we know what one we'd like, it's within our grasp. And do you know what? Go and try and grasp it and see if they go down fighting and they, they, they drop into the Conference League. Fine, but go down fighting into the Conference League. You know, yeah. uh, that's what I want. And see if they do play the way they can play in these last two games. I wouldn't be surprised if we get second in the group, it wouldn't surprise yeah. me at all.
4: Jim, I wanted to ask you about that before we go on to, to looking ahead to the, to the last two games of the group. What were the positives for you from last night? Um, who, who were the outstanding performers from you that really you know got us that early lead for us to kind of uh, cushion ourselves with?
2: Uh, I think I'd made a lot of comments at the start of the podcast and people might think I'm a bit negative. I think I've passed that mantle to you, Tony, with that be you said all these negative things. So that was good. See, to answer your first question... Laura, I disagree with her about would people come because they're playing in Europe, no less it's the Champions League. Basically, okay. that's the big okay. carrot that would bring people there. In terms of last night, all over the pitch, as Tony then said there, they're all 7 out of 10s. Here's a big question for you, Tony. It just occurred to me there. I was reading, I was reading the Herald this morning. See when, see, when, see when subs come on and you give them points out of 10, do you yeah. give them points out of 10? Because Liam skills at 1 out of 10 that's harsh. That's
5: harsh. <laughs> well, basically, I get a mark. You get a mark for coming onto the pitch because he got like a minute, didn't he? You? you know, so it's a bit harsh. It's one of. Uh, I can't give a guy's. You know, guy guy you know what I mean. It's not like, applicable. That's just not <laughs> applicable. Sure, well,
2: man. maybe, maybe oh, so. I mean, oh, no. they, they have to get some kind of mark. You know what well, I mean? I disagree <laughs> with that. That's, that's I totally disagree with. That. Anyway, to, to answer Laura's question, I thought we were all great. Joe Hart's. Been a fantastic signing. Stephen Wells was into the team. Part for the wee sloppy had was was very confident throughout the game. He did dovetail well away with Carter Vickers. Ralston again was outstanding. Juranovic, uh, very confident player, and he'll be he'll be fantastic once, once he's on the right hand side. He was great. So that that back five really solid. You know, they, they kind of kept chances to an absolute minimum. They were shooting from distance. Mcgregor is outstanding as usual he must play so many passes and, and they're dead accurate you know it's, mm. you watch a game of football I don't know how many touches of a ball he gets but very very rarely deserve the ball away and that's astonishing for that for that many touches I thought Big Beton was pretty assured playing in the position that he's used to playing in so hopefully he's not out for any length of time Turnbull was great Turnbull was the one you thought wow he's like you know, that's, that's actually up a level uh, I thought Abada was Abada but he chased the ball down for the first goal uh, he didn't take anyone on, but really calm finish, superb finish for the, for the goal. Yeah, yeah. Kyogo is just different class altogether, chasing yeah. all over the park. Uh, great finish, great pass. And Yota's great as well, plays with his head up, takes players on, runs at people, shoots on sight. And I had a go at him the last couple of weeks for some of the balls he blasted over the bar. But that was just unbelievable goal last night. Have I missed anyone out? Uh,
4: I don't think so. I think you. I think
2: that was pretty concise. After three subs came on, uh, those were the exact subs to make at that time. Give yeah, them more to it. worry about. Give them more to worry about. Uh, uh, Yakimakis, I thought did okay. Put yourself about. Forrest and Johnson were a bit quiet. Johnson makes that mistake to do that, and you know because we're three one up, it wasn't such a big thing. But you know if we were for we one goal up and you gave that ball away, and all of a sudden we drop points, and we were maybe well in for second place, that'd have been a huge thing. So you kind of gloss over that. I think you should never gloss over these things because it's all these incremental things. And Tony talked about small margins. It's all these things that you can't do mm. that. You, you got not, away with it last night. You got away with that. It. You need to gloss it
4: over it, isn't it, Jim? You, you can't gloss over you it. You can't gloss
2: over it. And no. I think that, that, that if you accept these things, you'll do them again. So I would expect once they're back in the back in the changing room, I'm just having a go at them. Mm. You know, I'll buy for the first one. You don't do that, son. You can't do that because... You know, one mistake changes a game, one game changes a season or cup competition. So in terms of last night, it was it was really good to watch. I, I, I kinda watched it in terms of the league games of this season, you know, every game's a bit tense. Every game's very tense. You know, until you get three goals up, you're just not gonna sit back last night you thought it's a European game, if we get through great, if we don't, at the end of the day it's no big deal. But once they scored the goal, you then start thinking, Oh, this is good. I like this. And the way they played, oh, this is good, I like this. And then when a good position Sorry, also we're guaranteed the Conference League, and again, am I that first about going into the Conference League? No, really. Europa League, yeah, that'd be a bit better. Do I think we'll win either of those competitions? No, I don't. But we'll keep us in Europe and keep us playing football. Will that be detrimental to the league? If it is, it's not a good thing. If it's not, and it, and it does help to build confidence, then that's a good thing. I'd look for major rivals to qualify again. The more games they play, the better chance we've got because they might pick up injuries, etc., cetera, et cetera, So it's a bit of a double-edged sword, I think, this year in Europe. You know, Any other year, get into that Champions League, show what a good team we are. This year, we're not in the Champions League. The Conference League, is it, would it be that bothered, No, really. Uh, so the league is the main thing. So let's make sure we get things right in, in the league. But in terms of last night, everyone played, as Tony said, that's seven out of ten at least, and some were like eights and some nines out of ten. Uh, so yeah, all around it's a really good performance. I, I, I had no, no
4: nines, no nines, <laughs> no nines, no nines, <laughs> no, no nines. nines. Um, Seven and but Tony, yeah. I I have to say, like Jim, you know, went through the team there, and and there was really not a bad performance amongst no, them. Wasn't. For for me, the, the pick of the lot last night was Jota. I think he, he's an he's a pleasing on the eye in terms of the tricks that he pulls, the way he takes on players, but he does have end product especially when he's having a game like he was having last night and i think that's vital you know we've had plenty of silky players over the year who over the years who haven't uh, provided that end product for us and it and it, it has been a point of frustration uh, and you did wonder with him when he came in at first whether that would be the nature of him but as they always say don't judge a book by its cover unless of course it's books that you write Tony because I can <laughs> guarantee they will be good um, Who were your picks last night uh, from from the positives who did you think was a standout especially considering as you say so often we've we've lost leads from, from the lead and, and we managed to hold on to that one last night.
5: Do you know what pleased me most about Joe goal? Joe Hart set it up. Yeah he saved the ball and then, I mean, lightning quick reaction to throw it out and then all of a sudden it was shunted out to Jota and bang, it was in their net and it came from Joe Hart saving a ball and throwing it out. I think, was it McGregor that got it? Yeah. Was McGregor or Turnbull or who? I think it was McGregor I, and I and all of a sudden they got out of job because Jota was having a lot of uh, joy taking his man on and being creative, you know, and it, and it came at a, a really good time for Celtic. You know, they they were kind of, we went to one each and kind of knocked them a wee bit and then, you know, regained the lead. Again, confidence level soared. But it was just great to see that Hart, you know, held that ball. The guy had the shot, Czivic, I think, had the shot low down. And it wasn't lying there and saying, right, let's waste time. Got up, bang, throw it right. Let's get on the attack. So that, that pleased me greatly. You know, and I I agree with Jim. I, I can't speak highly enough of Joe Hart since he came in. Just everything that he's brought to the team on and off the park just been sensational. Absolutely brilliant. And it's a guy who's now at the top of the game at this minute. You know, can't do anything about the juranovic deflection. And you saw his reaction to conceding the second goal. He was absolutely apoplectic at the fact that nobody went and Nobody put in a challenge and allowed the guy just to use Ralston shield and bend it around him. And there's a goalkeeper he can't do about that. But uh, Jota, I mean, I... You are uh, you're fast falling in love with Jota, aren't you? Not yeah. You you see him and you look at him and you think, okay, is he going to be another one of these sand dancing wingers with no end product? And that was that was what your worry was in the first couple of games. But my goodness, he's got it. He's he's grasping it straight away. And he, and he spoke last night. I happened to be sitting downstairs and I was writing away, but I could hear him in the interview. And he said, we are becoming like a family, is what he said, which I thought was a rather telling thing to say and a rather telling comment. that players, slowly but surely, the pennies dropping with players. And I thought that's a good... thing. it was good to hear. There's a supporter, you're sitting there thinking that that's great to hear, that they're all buying in, they're all enjoying it. And again, Jim's saying as well, winning breeds confidence. That nurtures the real family spirit, doesn't it? And the yeah. more we can get in... And the more ones at this level as well, you know. I think Anne slowly but surely is building Celtic's rep both domestically and in European football. You know, and uh, you know when players when I, when you hear a Portuguese player come and say we're like a family, it's that's quite something. You know, it's uh, you don't expect it. Let's put it that
0: way. Uh, and the, that the, uh, Sorry, you go?
4: the the good thing about that is I was just going to say was. Does that bode well for maybe trying to attract them next summer? You know, six and a half million. You would hope is not out with their capability for signing them. Is that something that he would be willing to say? You know, it feels good here. It's a good atmosphere. We're we're playing football that I like. I'm willing to to give this a go permanently.
5: See if you're a happy player. You know, you can't. There's no substitute for happiness. See if you're also successful and you're winning things. It makes you even more happy. You know, so. I, I think Jota could be good for Celtic and Celtic could be good for Jota. And he and he's realised, I mean he's he's at Benfica, but he's realised that the grass isn't always greener. You know, mm. so he might assess so but I, I think the great thing about this deal is that Celtic do have first refusal, don't they? On a transfer or not. So you would but sit him down and say, How do you feel about this? You know, and if he's happy then it, it would seem to be a no brainer to sign him. But again, I I will wait for another while and hopefully he keeps producing, keeps scoring goals, keeps enjoying his football, keeps enjoying being part of the Celtic family. Because that can only bode well for him to put pen to paper at the end of of the loan deal. But as far as uh, his his end product and his productivity and his creativity uh, since he came in, it's been top-notch.
4: Yeah, I think it has absolutely been top-notch. And I think we've mentioned them all. The three players that have really raised the standard of everybody in the team is Hart, Jota and Kyogo. Everybody mm-hmm. was trying to play up to their level and it and it's boding well for everybody. You know, it, it's making everybody... I think that's, that's what we saw last season and seasons before where the culture of um, professionalism and the culture of professional pride uh, really reflects on the rest of the team. If you've got a few players in there that are are, are pushing everybody on, that can make the huge difference. Um, speaking of which, um, the strap there says Ange Postacoblo keeps Celtics Europa League dream alive. I think we've all said Europa League is where we would want to be than than Europa, Europa <laughs> Conference. And obviously a little bit of that will depend on results elsewhere in the group. But looking at our two games uh, to finish out the Europa League, Jim, we've got Leverkusen um, away from home in Match Day 5 on the 25th of November and then we've got um, Betis at home on the 9th of December. What are your thoughts on whether we can get results from those? I'm more concerned obviously about the away trip to, to Germany because of the way the Leverkusen are playing but do you think there's a realistic shot of us getting something off Betis at home?
2: Oh, Betis, aye, sure. I mean, Leverkusen is a behind the couch job, surely. <laughs> it's like. Yeah. Anything under four is a is a moral victory, I think, over the, I mean they ripped <laughs> Betis apart last night, ripped us apart at home. Albeit I thought we played well during the game and were unlucky to lose four. Nothing. Uh <laughs> ah, yeah, I think I mean I think I think the main hope is hopefully that Fairrence Varas can take something off of Betis. You know, if if they could do that. I can't see us getting a point over in Leverkusen, you know, people who we have a go at Livy, if I play in the way that Livy play, I mean, I'd be delighted to go to Leverkusen and just play that total anti-football and get a point, <laughs> you know, if it's going to help us get through. But, uh, I think if, uh, if we were three points behind Betis going to the last game, then we will get a great chance against the, as I said, under the disco lights, 60,000 fans behind them, playing a good brand of football. We showed it over there, as Tony said, in that first half hour. I don't think that's an issue. I think, a uh, Leverkusen actually through? I can't yes. check the uh, team. I believe so, so yeah so, yep. again if they're through maybe they won't take the game as, as seriously as they might have before maybe that's a chance that we might get if they're already through uh, a point would be the most we could get I couldn't see us go over there and winning uh, yeah I think it just depends on the fennish our betters game and uh, if fennish could keep them to the draw then we've we'll certainly got a chance in the last game but I think uh, Leverkusen is behind the couch they're behind several couches possibly uh, so hmm. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Tony, um Red Scotland there says uh, on YouTube that um beating uh, Batiste at home is a must, no mistake. Um Paradise sixty three is in is agreement with that, but um thinks Leverkusen will Rest players against as it as as Jim suggests. I from, that's the case, yeah. yeah um, I mean, so somewhere. do you think do you think that improve? Well, obviously it improves our chances. But are you optimistic about points from both games, or do you think, like Jim says, it's probably more realistic from one of them? I think you
5: have to be optimistic now. You've got two games. Go for it. You know, it's like why not? You know, and and if Leverkusen rest players great, if they don't, so be it. But you're you're chasing some of that. I, I think it's. You know, little victories, little goals. Set. You know, move the goalposts as you're going along. You know, can we get through to the Europa League knockout stages? Let's have a try, lads. You know, let's let's give it. we all that's that's your next kind of goal in European football terms. You, know, you have the consolation of the Conference League. Okay, great, but let's go and have a rip at this. Let's let's go out and go out all guns blazing. And if we fail, we fail because we know we are still a team that's. It's a work in progress or progressing as we're going along. You know, but I, I would I would target that. I would say, right, let's see if we can get the second place in the group. You know, and that means turning up against Betis and, and getting a result against Bayer Leverkusen. Nah, that, that doesn't frighten me. I don't think it should frighten any of the Celtic players. I know Bayer Leverkusen turned us over and they, they were impressive, but I'd like to see what happened that Celtic scored in the moments that they, they had in that game. You know, so let's go to Germany and, and do what we do when we go away because we've scored in 11 straight away games. Score! And mm-hmm. and see what happens. You know, but I, I think they, they're more than capable of beating Betis. More than capable. And uh, yeah, we'll take our chances against the Germans. But have a right go. You know, just... And then, and there's, cause there's no... There's no disgrace in not going through to the, the last 32 of the Europa League now. You know, because we, we weren't banking on Doing anything in Europe this season, we have kind of written it off from the moment we lost in the Champions League quarter via to Michelin So everything we get's a bonus. So as I say, you, you adjust your your goals and your aims as you're going along. But uh, we always have to bear in mind that we are still fighting for a title. You know what I mean? That's that's first and foremost. That's uppermost. That's what bread and butter, and we we cannot afford any more Livingston type games. You know, you have to be clinical and ruthless now in, in the league games between now and the end of the season. That, that's, just, that's just the way it's going to be.
2: I think also, Laura, it's just a shame the sequencing of the games. Mm. I think if we would bet us next, packed, park heads, and we were to beat them, then we go two points ahead of them and then they're under loads of pressure for the, yeah. for the last game. Whereas, you know, I think if the results go the way we think they're going to go, then the Betis game's a bit of a dead rubber. And then we maybe can give... A number of fringe players a game, if that's how it turns out. But uh, yeah, just a, just a shame of the sequencing because that would have been a great game to play Betis next. I think that would have been really good. But you yeah. ho we are we are. Yeah. So.
4: You, could have, you could have been flying off that result. And like you say, anything can happen when you're t- bringing a team to Celtic Park. But it um, it remains to be seen where we'll be at. Like Tony says, we're in a massive um, fight for the championship. Uh, which resumes on Sunday at Dens Park uh, and it is Sunday I've double checked that one Jim <laughs>
2: good. good this um, Sunday is it this Sunday yeah.
4: this it's, Sunday yeah. yep 12 o'clock kick off at Dens Park
5: alright Laurie he's falling out with everybody I'm not <laughs> great we've been digging <laughs> your for
2: faux pas and all that right, you know, nobody's I mean. my mate I'm sure the <laughs> comments will say that as well who's this clown yes um, don't rubbish again <laughs>
4: <laughs> but Jim I'll come to you first about Sunday Tony's mentioned there we can't afford to have any more Livingstons we're going up against a team who are second bottom from the league who've lost heavily to Ross County recently who don't tend to score an awful lot of goals what what do you think our chances are of, of having another Livingston on Sunday or should this be a bit more um, of a formality for us do you think?
2: No nah, I think Dundee will learn their lesson after coming to Celtic Park it's a much smaller park thans Park and they'll, they'll do what Livingston did and that's why we have to break these teams down. We can't, we can't have another performance like last week where there was no intensity, there was no shooting, there was no taking players on, no getting to the byline. We have to do all that stuff on Sunday because if we don't, we're going to drop points again. And if we, I think we're kind of fast getting to the point that we've now dropped thirteen points, and there's three quarters of the season still to go. And I said about ninety points we'll get in the league. That's dropping twenty-four points. We dropped thirteen already. Dropped more than half of that. We, we just can't afford to drop any more. Everyone has to be up for it. Uh, Coming back from Hungary is always a always a difficult uh, game when you're coming back for a European game and you're, you're playing away in the Thursday night, so so that might be a wee factor as well. Uh Beton injured, would he be fit in time for for then? But just go out and play your best team. Just get Jamesy e. Forrest back in that team. Wide right, you ought to have wide left, Kyogo down the middle, uh, the rest of the team picks itself. I think uh, and we just have to win. I mean there's no if buts and, and the reason that we are so kind of optimistic is because our major rivals are dropping points as well if they hadn't dropped the points they've been dropping we'd, we'd be having a different, completely different conversation over the last few weeks, they'd be doing and gloom whereas we're still in this, it's only four points but we have to make sure that it goes no more than four points until we get a chance to influence You know, uh, when, we, when we play them that's our only chance we can influence their results, so we have to be within touching distance of them and if we do that we get a good January window uh, he ho, off we go. But these are the games. As I said, I had a wee feeling last weekend, might have been a, a bit pivotal this season. Hopefully, it's not. And certainly, if we drop any points on Sunday, uh, it's going to be really difficult to come back. I can't
5: wait, Laura, for Jim to go fill Kevin Keegan. You know, we love it. On, you know, love Let's, it. I love it. it. Love I not
2: for that, that I love uh, it. if, love it if we place. could beat Livingston. I love it. I love it if we could put Livingston yeah, to, it, to the sort. I love line. it if we could score a goal against Livingston. That would be, that'd be <laughs> the highlight of the season. The lovely, <laughs> <it> the Liv-y <laughs> lines. What, what are they called? What's the, yeah, the Lions yeah, yeah. The yeah, lines. Yeah. To do one over the lines, I'd be like, oh, just, you know.
4: It is a funny one. With Livingston, they have become a bit of a bogey team. Dundee certainly don't seem to be that for us, Tony. And I think uh, I think we've got a good chance of doing something against them, given the the records that I'm looking at as as I talk to you now. You know, yeah. they, they they haven't had a great start to the season. You know, we've loaned them Lee Griffiths, who's scored a couple goals for them, but hasn't been banging on on form the way we probably knew he wouldn't be. Do you see any threat from them whatsoever, or do you think if we do what we're supposed to do, we can we can take care of it?
5: I think it's all about what Celtic do, isn't it? You know, we had the same conversation last week about Livingston, and we we're all fairly confident that we would beat Livingston, and it didn't turn out that way. So anything's possible, but I, you know, you have to play Kyogo through the middle, Jota, and I would play Forest as well. And as Jim says, the kind of rest of the team takes care of itself you know, be beat, beat on a part, but you should be good enough to beat Dundee at Dens. We've got a cracking record against Dundee. Mm-hmm. I can I I remember fact Brendan Rogers team going to Dens and actually dropping points. And James McPake, who's a manager, actually scored. It was a one each draw and Dundee were very good that day. I was yeah. working that day. So, you know, anything is possible against any team and they will adopt a Livingston blueprint of sitting in and Trying to hit you on the counter if they uh, attack at all. But, you know, Celtic have to just be more streetwise now to things like that and, and just smarten up. And if that's the way teams are going to play, then find a way to combat it. You know, good teams do that. That's what good teams do. They win 1 1-0, 0, scruffy 1 nils every now and again. Take it. You just got to keep winning now. You have to be relentless, clinical, and ruthless now in every game, every league game. And again, that. Talking about earlier, that breeds that confidence, you know, builds it as well, momentum. So last week, bad day at the office, fine. We're still within touching distance of Rangers. That's not a unassailable lead. But we can't, as Jim says, allow that to stretch any further by, by our own carelessness.
4: No, I don't think we can. I th- I, th- I think we've, you know, we've said it enough times this, this season already, but um this this game against Dense, uh, against Dundee at Den's Park is a must win game. You can of course watch it on a Celtic State of Mind. Tony, I believe you'll be joined by Lawrence and, and hosting as is Paul John as usual for the match coverage on Sunday. I if you are watching right now you can always tune in for that on Sunday Um, but we're going to call it time for today, hopefully we'll be talking this time next week about another victory in the bag um, and we can reflect on it as positively as we always do (laughs) Um, Tony thanks very much for joining me, Jim thanks very much for joining me, thanks to everybody in the comments, this has been a Celtic State of Mind
5: Cheers Laura Cheers Laura, see you later my non-mate Jim